Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Playing by the Rules. My name is Janelle. And I'm Jenna. Uh, we were just catching up because we miss each other and we haven't seen each other. Sorry, I have a little cold if I sound sniffly. Um, this episode is going to be about ADHD in adults before we catch up. But we're going to do um, a diggy deeper if you guys want about children in the future. Uh, because I feel like Jenna and I both feel like they're just such different topics, even though they're in the same like neurodivergent category. Kids and adults. They looked it up last night. Oh, I was like, is eight or I was why? Oh, I was on TikTok last night for uh-huh. a long time. How many TikToks did you get last night? I loved it. On a Sunday, a good TikTok is so fun. But it said that ADHD was neurodivergent last night. So that's the only reason I know it. Um, like but it's a different, such a different topic for kids and adults. And before we get into anything, I also want to say, since I'm brand new to this, I want to say that we treat all... Um, differences with the utmost respect whether Mm -hmm. they're racial political whatever neurodivergent mental illness um gender fluidity like we want everyone to know that we love everyone equally here and so if I speak um, improperly or term something improperly just know that I'm brand new here I really wanted to take a second of a disclaimer at the beginning. Like if you're someone that struggled with ADHD for your whole life or any neurodivergent for your whole life or your kids for your whole life, like I'm brand new. So if I say something incorrectly, please feel free to correct me because I'm going to need a lot of correcting because I'm literally been in this space for a month. So yeah, I mean, we're learning I mean, no along disrespect. with you guys that are new to this. So I know, but I just would hate to say something and be like, nah, 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 like make flippant of something that someone's like, I struggle with that for seven years. And you're an asshole. And I can't take it. Like what well, we get it. Like we've struggled with all the illnesses. And so I would hate if somebody was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Mental illness was a, like when someone's like, I don't need medication for mental illness. I just pulled myself up by the bootstraps. Like, yeah, we're not those people. I promise. No. You. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm on my first medication of probably many. And so if I sound like I got it all figured out, I don't, I know I don't, I'm going to adjust my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's with everything. I think, you know, like anxiety, depression, we think we have it yeah. figured out and then like something throws us for a loop or oh my gosh, that's exactly our where bodies my... change. So. Our hormones say, Hey girl, Hey, um, yep. this ain't gonna, Zoloft ain't for you anymore. That's, re- that's entry league. Like, yeah. Let's, let's lift it up. <laughs> um, okay. But first of all, what have you been doing? Cause uh, Jenna had the cutest last oh, week yeah. and you have to share pictures on the Instagram page when we share this episode. So we decided that we were going to foster some puppies because we <laughs> adopted a puppy during COVID. We said, COVID's not going anywhere. Let's go ahead and adopt this puppy that we've talked about. Our other dog is going on 10. So it was a good time for us. So we adopted a puppy. However, since we RV and we travel and we homeschool, we knew two was our max. Like we can't handle more than that. And two dogs. You with dogs. (laughs) Yes. Kids and dogs at this point. Yes. Two is (laughs) good. We're good. 
But we said, you know, during the months when we're home, like we do want to help out. And so we know that shelters are full. A lot of people have gone back to work or back to school and said a dog actually wasn't right for our family or a puppy or we don't have the time. So the shelters around us were over full or people didn't get their dog spayed or neutered for whatever reason. And there were so many pregnant dogs in shelters, puppies. So we said, we have the availability let's foster and we're home right now. So we fostered, it was a litter of nine and we fostered three. Oh my gosh, they were the sweetest babies. It was like having newborns. There was very little sleep between excited kids wanting to see the puppies each morning and puppies getting used to being separated from mom and getting used to a new house. But it was so many puppy cuddles and my daughter also turned four during the time that we fostered. And before we had fostered, she said she wanted a puppy party. So I was mom of the year and literally had three foster puppies at her puppy party. So it was And it was the cutest party ever. Jenna had the kid, like got little like dog bowls and they were eating their food out of puppy bowl. It was to die for. Like you didn't even mean to be as over the top. This was like Pinterest worthy mom. Oh, I was was like, like, holy shit. (laughs) We don't do birthday parties until our kids ask for them. Like in terms of other kids. Yeah. And friends, yeah. And so my grandma came in, my in-laws came over for a bit. And so we just did, my kids each adopted, I did that in air quotes, which you can't see, um, a puppy. <laughs> and so it was like a, a little stuffed toy that they got to adopt and they made leashes and collars and named it and gave it a checkup. And it was so much fun. Uh, so It's probably going to be their best. I guarantee Peyton remembers this as one of her best birthdays yeah. when she's a grown up. I hope so. And my son loved it because he got to do all the activities and adopt a puppy and they made little beds yeah. for them and blankets and it's it was fun it was a lot of fun oh my gosh and you have a four-year-old baby I know but she's oh, like I'm it? not gonna be four I want to be three forever because I want to be little and I showed yep. her a picture from when she was um a newborn and she was a tiny little thing and she's like I'm still that small <laughs> I was like okay honey Mikey turned five so we both had birthday kids and mm-hmm. Mikey drank out of the fountain of youth in St. Augustine and then proceeded to turn five and was furious that the fountain <laughs> of youth didn't work. <laughs> so oh, bad. So Woke cute. up on his fifth birthday and was like, what was even in that water then? I still turned <laughs> five. And I was like, I think it's more of like a, like, I didn't, like, I was trying to explain like a metaphor to him. Like, I was like, I think right. it's just going to keep you like youthful inside and healthy inside. Yeah. Like you're four. It's and your he's mentality. like, nope fountain of youth like he's so literal and he was just like very angry that the fountain of youth failed to deliver so St. Augustine you're gonna get an angry Yelp reveal from Mikey (laughs) Bornstrom that is adorable that is adorable the cutest okay um what else did we we have anything else you want to cover before we start I think we're good Okay, welcome to Janelle's ADHD journey. If you all didn't already give me um, the diagnosis yourself just by listening, here you go. You have been validated. Yep. <laughs> so let's, I'm going to do a quick rundown of like how we got here and then we'll do like kind of um, diagnosis and then we'll do like present time because I'm like six weeks, six or eight weeks out from starting medication. Is it and already so, that long? I wow. know. I know. I didn't quick. know that either until I was in Florida and she was, I'm on my like second refill two weeks in and I was like, okay. Um, but I have to talk to her like every two weeks because it's a very, I'm not on, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Everybody <laughs> has different um, options and medications and mine is less intrusive, but 
still a lot. Um, okay. Let me go to my notes now, because now that I'm medicated, I take notes on things like mm-hmm. Jenna. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So this kind of starts with, let's go back to like, so after my dad died, my depression really ramped up. I was working with a great OBGYN in Richmond, if you ever need a recommendation. And he was my medication management um, provider. And so I called him and was like, listen, my depression is like womp tanked. And so we just stripped the meds I was on and put me on new meds. So, but around the same time I was diagnosed with PMDD, my meds get stripped. I'm on Zan, I'm on Zoloft at that time. Like, I don't know the second or third from lowest amount. Cause you always start on like, let's say it's lowest is 10. So I'm probably on 20 or 30 at this time. Or if it's one, I'm on two or three. MGs. So we strip it and I'm start on Xanax and Prozac. I believe the Prozac is for PMDD. Also and side note, we've had, go ahead. Remind people what PMDD, if they haven't listened to yes, that. Yes. PMDD, uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And we've had one or two listeners write in and say they got diagnosed after listening to the mm-hmm. episode and are on medication now because no one knew what it was. So premenstrual dysphoric disorder, dysphoric disorder. Um, and I think the episode should still be there. It's probably labeled PMDD. And I think everyone just, if you're feeling like intense feelings of rage or anxiety around your menstrual cycle, it can be before or after if I'm not mistaken. So don't be tricked by the pre it's kind of like when you say, um, postnatal depression, you can also have it while you're pregnant. So like it can, it's just in the vicinity. Um, so I changed all my medication then. We moved to Chicago and we do an episode with Virginia and Virginia recommends art therapy, like up and down. So I'm like, I'm going to try art therapy. I've never tried anything like this. So thank you, Virginia, for hooking us up with art therapy. Art therapy ends up being just regular therapy because I'm such a bad artist that my therapist can't even like work with me (laughs) at that point. Like I draw a few pictures and we're both just like, this is awkward for everyone. But luckily, my art therapist happens to be um, highly trained in diagnosing children and adults with ADHD because she primarily works with children, but she said she's actually working with more adults now, um, which I thought was interesting. But she said she is seeing so many people get diagnosed in their 40s, especially women with ADHD, because we have just coped so well our whole lives. So I listened to a podcast 18 months ago and it was a comedy podcast and I'll link it up. It's a whiskey ginger hosted by Andrew Santino and Nikki Glazer, who I love is like my favorite comedian was a guest on the show. And she was talking about how she had been bouncing around um, antidepressant and anti-anxiety medicine her whole life. And she was self-medicating with other things. And then when she got diagnosed with ADHD, like her life, her, her whole life changed. And so that was 18 months ago. And I'm like, it's in the back of my mind. And I'm like, God, I just can never get my medication right. Like I'm just always still anxious or I'm always still depressed. I don't know what the problem is. So then fast forward to here, 18 months later, I'm talking about my dad in art therapy. And I'm saying like, he never stopped going. He was never tired. Like he had so much energy. His leg was always bouncing. And if we were in a movie theater with him, we'd put our hand on his leg. So he'd stop because he was so big. He would bounce the whole movie theater (laughs) row with his leg. So if you sat next to dad at the movie theater, your job was to put your hand on his leg when he started shaking the whole row. And she was like, did your dad have ADHD? And I was like, oh my God. And like all these visions started like flooding in of like my dad's jeans all had um, holes in the thighs from him rubbing his hands on them, like literally just rubbed his hands through the tops of his jeans. And I was like, he never stopped going. He was never tight. I mean, he'd like take naps places like dads do, but like he would be happy to be gone from morning till night. He 
loved being out and doing things and was loud. And like, I just was like, oh my goodness. And so I came home and talked to Josh and I was like, Josh, do you think my dad had ADHD? And he was like, totally. And I was like, what? And then I was like, my therapist said that some of the things that I've been saying sound like I should be evaluated for ADHD. And he's like, I totally could see that. And so, um, luckily it was at a point in the pandemic when like psychiatrists became available on psychology today. So I went on psychology today, luckily booked an appointment, like two days later, got on with the psychiatrist. We just talked kind of about my med management. And then the next, she was like, your anxiety is uncontrolled right now. So we can't test you and diagnose you with ADHD until your anxiety and your medication is under control. So we spent like a month and a half getting my meds under control to where my anxiety felt manageable. And then she tested me for ADHD. And uh, before like the test was even done, she was basically like, you're done. Like what, what, let's talk drugs. Like, do you want to be on drugs? Do you not want to be on drugs? There's so it was tested- two appointments total. So I had an appointment to get my anxiety medic. I think I had two appointments to get my anxiety medications dialed in. So I think I okay. upped some, I upped one of them and then two appointments of evaluation for ADHD. But I think it was only one like real appointment. It was like appointment to talk about like, oh, your anxiety is well managed. Okay. At the next appointment, let's talk about evaluating ADHD. So that's something that's kind of a tricky loop to jump our hoop to jump through. She would not talk about diagnosis unless Mm -hmm. my anxiety and depression were medicated correctly, which is a hard, honestly, it's a hard bridge to get across to start with. I just Mm -hmm. didn't let myself get so deep that it was a hard thing to do. That's interesting. Okay. I want to touch on your dad one, because the way you described your dad, I don't think I would necessarily describe you. Mm -hmm. So your dad sounds more like the So with, from what I've learned with dealing with a child with possible ADHD, we're in the process of getting it all figured out is there are different types of ADHD Mm -hmm. and there's inattention and hyperactivity. And it sounds like your dad maybe had the more hyperactivity, like couldn't sit still always fidgeting, but then there's also the inattention part. And I think that sometimes, and you can have combination, you can have both. And I think sometimes that's the one that gets overlooked because you picture this, like, like you said, your dad, like couldn't sit still, always moving, always fidgeting. And that's not always the case. I know. And it's, I would say always, yeah. With you, did they tell you what yours was? I'm more hyperactive too. Okay. See, I thought you'd be more inattentive because I feel like you do have somewhat of a calm presence about you. Like I know some people with ADHD and it just feels sometimes like they- Electric, yeah. Yeah, and they can't settle down and they almost make you nervous because they're so go, 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 go. Or you feel like they're not listening because they're doing 50 other things with their hands. But I feel like you have such a calming presence that I'm actually surprised. I thought you would be more like, inattention. Yeah. I'm not bouncy and I'm not like, I can't get bored. I don't let myself get bored. And it also is just mine is weird because, and I always ignored the ADHD because I was like, I don't have like, I'm not attention deficit, but like when I am now that I'm on medication, I'm like, oh yeah, I was attention. Like I could not really sit down and like edit this podcast and just like focus on that. I do like 10 minutes of editing, 10 minutes of something else, 10 minutes of editing, 10 minutes of something else. So now that I'm medicated, I see that a little bit more, but 
the hyperactivity I describe as like my brain feels mm. like you see the body of someone with hype. Like okay. my brain feels like it's electrified all the time. And mm-hmm. so slowing down my brain is, was painful to me or like sitting quietly was painful to me or letting Josh finish a story that I had deemed boring was physically painful to me. Mm -hmm. So I think my hyperactivity is just my brain fires really fast where my body can kind of stay calm, but I don't Mm -hmm. like to stop moving ever either. So a big part of it was like, it's hard for me to sit through a TV show. I will frequently, like last night I was like, I'd rather watch euphoria on the treadmill than sit on the couch because Mm -hmm. like, it's just hard for me to like shut down. But yes, I agree with you as like my typical impression of the HD side of the ADHD is my dad, like the person okay. that like you're feeling right. their energy all the time. Yeah. Um, and then but my dad could sit calmly too. And so it's like, okay, there's so many facets to it. I guarantee you're going to know even more about this than me, because when you go we'll through see. like child, <laughs> when you go yeah. through child testing, you learn all the facets of it. Mine was just kind of mm-hmm. like, you're higher on the HD here. What do you want to do? Because okay. like, yeah, let's just get you treated where kids, I think they're going to teach you a lot more coping mechanisms. I'm an old mm-hmm. dog. So there's no teaching me like new tricks. It's just yeah. like manage it. Well, and it's interesting. Cause when you were just describing your brain and your body, like to me, that's anxiety. And yes! so it's such that's a why hard it gets thing. missed. Yeah. So like, I feel like with my brain, like it never shuts off. And I've been like that my whole life. And I always have like a running list and what I call like ping pong brain. I'm the same way. Like if I'm cleaning the house, I can't dust the whole house. I have to dust a little and then I have to run and do something else. I can't do one activity for a long amount of time or a single activity. And I've always said that's anxiety. So this is interesting to hear because there could be more with some yes. people who have been labeled it runs as in anxious. families also. Sorry to say <laughs> that's how, right. So it started, it was talking about my dad. And then we started talking about me and I was like, Oh no. And she's like, it runs in families. And I was like, I've never heard that. And did she tell you, which we've heard that a lot of times with ADHD, there are other things that go hand in hand with it. Not always, yeah. but more times yeah. than not, like we are seeking out testing for dyslexia currently as well. She mentioned anxiety and depression were big on the ADHD scale as well, which my son luckily didn't have any, um, we had to fill out like a paperwork. So he didn't score any on those, um, as well as like behavioral defiance disorder. And so it's interesting. So you still are diagnosed with anxiety, depression. But see, here's the interesting part is like, is it the chicken or the egg? Ezra doesn't have anxiety or depression right now because he didn't like I hypothetically I spent my whole life wondering what was wrong with me Mm -hmm. and trying to medicate as best I knew how whether it be self-medication or drugs through the doctor and I've always known something was wrong with my brain so did Mm -hmm. that cause anxiety and depression or could it be a missing puzzle piece you've had I know Yes. The whole time. Or I just had no idea I had ADHD this whole time. And like, who knows what would have been different had my brain just been told, which is why I'm such a proponent for kids getting tested. Because Mm -hmm. even if you don't want your kids on medication or you don't want them late quote unquote labeled, which I don't think we're really doing anymore, which is a big part of the reason we're talking about this. I don't think there should be labels with mental health and there shouldn't be labels with, oh my gosh, you have ADHD or oh my gosh, you got COVID. I know some people are not talking about that. They got Mm -hmm. like, I got COVID. My family got COVID. 
like we're not going to label these things because like people shouldn't be hiding out feeling bad about something that happens. And so I think that attaching a label is only attaching a label that helps give you better care instructions is how I like to think about it. Like it's the label on your fancy shirt that says dry clean only like let's get better care instructions for children and not call it getting a label, but call it getting the tools to help children so they don't end up 37 fucking years old, finding yeah. out that they have ADHD through talking about their dad at art therapy after upping all their medications. Yeah, which I think is something we'll get into a lot more with the kid one, Yeah, because there yep. are pros and cons to this whole labeling. Yes. And then there are, yes. there's a lot that- And Jenna was it. a school teacher, so she could speak from both sides of it. And yeah. she's now a mom. And so- that's another, that's why it's a whole different topic that, and that's one thing that, um, my psychiatrist said to me that I told that my art therapist that I took offense to. And so this is going to be a sensitive topic. So we're probably going to get corrections to this, but like, here's my correction to my psychiatrist who I love. She was like, well, you stay home and you don't have a job. So like, do you really need medication? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, cute yeah no I still want to live like a functional life even though yeah. I don't have a job thank you and like for checking in though <laughs> right I don't know exactly like I know that my brain is not completely balanced it's called I call it a special brain um it's something I've struggled with my whole life and I've struggled with different types of anxiety different types of depression and so I know if I had something I would want it figured out so for example I had anxiety a lot this week and I couldn't pinpoint why. And so last night I had this, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's called a whoop band. My husband was big on it. He got an upgrade. So I'm trying out his old one. It tracks your sleep disturbances. Last night I had 16 sleep disturbances (sighs) and I had nightmares all night. And I know it's because I had anxiety all week and I just had the, like, think about the worst thing that you could think happening to your kids, your family, no, yourself. No, 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 no. And like, that's the type of dream. And, was yeah. oh. and so it's like, yes, medication sometimes is the route that people need to go because yeah. you might look fine and functional and say, okay, you can perform your job well, but are you living your best life mentally is yes. the issue. Yes, that's the big that's thing. And I was like, and here's the thing, guess what? I don't have a job, but guess how many times I've yelled at my kids during homeschool since I've mm-hmm. been medicated? Maybe one. Yep the average of me. So I'm a better teacher now. So tell me that that's not important that I'm not yelling at my kid because the overstimulation in my brain, plus the overstimulation of trying to teach two little kids, plus the overstimulation of everyone touching, plus the overstimulation of all the noise was like so engulfing Mm -hmm. that I couldn't feel, I felt like I couldn't like breathe sometimes. Right. And now like I've taken my brain chaos out of it. I'm just like, they're being yeah. that kind of annoying. Like, come on guys, we're never going right. to get done with school. Like that is the homeschool teacher that I want my kids to remember. So yeah, maybe I don't have like an important job, but like, also I don't want my kids to remember me screaming at them at home. Well, you the do have an important job. I'm <laughs> not yeah. to, the, not to um, a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I do want to um, say, um, it's kind of interesting that you mention all of this because a mutual friend of ours was like, I think I mentioned that we were testing my son and she was like, yeah, mm-hmm. one of my good friends just got tested for ADHD and diagnosed and is on a medication. And I was like, yeah, Janelle. And she was like, oh no, 
She was like another friend. And I was like, Oh my God. Like similar age. I think she said she's like almost 40. And I was, mm-hmm. I think she wanted, I wanted maybe 36. I could be wrong. Yeah. And I was like laughing. Cause I thought she was talking about you. And I was like, you mean our mutual friend? It was, it was literally the same week mm-hmm. that you got diagnosed. And isn't that crazy? So my therapist said it, she's thing. like, I am seeing skyrocketing numbers of 40 year old, especially women, yeah. 30 to 40 year old, especially women, because women typically, and we don't like to like gender role here. And I understand, we understand gender fluidity. Like women typically are, they like the big joke is like, were you a quote unquote pleasure to have in class? Congratulations. You're an adult with an anxiety disorder now. Mm -hmm. Like girls are taught to hide it in our generation. Mm -hmm. I think now it's a lot different in the eighties and nineties and two thousands. We're so good at just blending it away. And now that we're like, fully loud, independent adults with like, Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive partner in all of this. I can act my fully authentic self. Like it's fully obvious. I don't know if my dad was ever to be able to be fully obvious because he ran a really successful business and probably couldn't be who he Mm -hmm. wanted to be all the time, but he got it out in motorcycling and he got it out in like adrenaline type situations. Um, And so it is, it's huge. And that's why we're talking about it on here. Cause I don't want to be like, I have ADHD. Let's talk about my weird journey. Like this is very relevant to people in our age range. And so if we help two people with PMDD episode, go back and listen to it. Maybe we can help two people with the ADHD adult episode too. Um, And I tell people um, to really do your research. If you think you or your child struggle with it, because statistically, not always, if you look up symptoms based on gender, there is Mm -hmm. usually a difference, especially for young children. So even if you don't think your child is like a people pleaser and trying to hide it, they might struggle more from the inattentive versus the hyperactivity. And Mm. unless you know exactly what's going on in their brain, you might not fully be aware. And my son is nonstop go, but he struggles more with the inattentive part. And so he looks like he's listening and he looks like he's absorbing what you're saying, but he says he plays movies in his brain and he's not absorbing anything. He can't even tell you what I just said. And so, and that's common with girls too. And so, you know, just be really aware of, it's not what we pictured. Like I remember in school, there was a boy and he was just labeled as like a problem child. And he was your typical ADHD kid. Mm -hmm. He was messy. Everything was falling out of his desk. The teacher had to put like a square on the floor because he couldn't sit still. And so he had to just stay in the square so he didn't disturb others. He had to like bounce in his seat, like very classical what you would picture. Mm -hmm. However, there were other kids, I am 99% sure that struggled that looked like your neurotypical and everything was, but they they didn't in their brain. So- Oh my so God, look it's totally at based on gender. It's a big It is thing. interesting too, because I didn't think about all of that. And I love, I just love the idea of Ezra. Cause I have had so many times where I've got down in your son and talked to him eye to eye. And I'm like, oh, I hope he was listening. I hope he was watching a good movie while I was talking I know. to him because I just love him so much that I want his movie experience to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll even, he'll even do this thing where he repeats what you say yes. to him. Yes. So like if we're doing math and I'm like, okay, what's five plus three. And instead of just giving me the quick answer, like eight, he'll go five plus three, five plus three. He's watching five a movie while he's three. saying And so he's three. verbally saying yeah. to where it looks like, and that's one of his coping mechanisms to where it looks yeah. like he's paying attention 
but his mm-hmm. brain isn't yet working to solve the problem and he knows his math facts and when he's focused in he can do them quickly and so that's something that i've really started to notice and he did it to the doctor and she was just kind of like okay and i was like no the thing is like he knows this and he's just this is what he does and she's like super knows this you're asking him one plus one he super knows this but he'll sit there and just repeat it because yes it's his coping mechanism he learned like i'm not going to get in trouble if it looks like i'm paying attention you don't and i do the same thing and like honestly like i am so much more attentive to what josh is talking about now that i'm medicated but like before (laughs) when you're a grown-up you don't watch a movie you start making lists in your head so josh starts a story he's two sentences in and I'm like I cannot tell this is not going to be interesting to me so I leave I fully like leave my body and like start working on lists in my head or sometimes I'll be like what should I wear to dinner next weekend and I'll just (laughs) like I'm watching my own movie in my head I I can't tell you the number of times I thought about what I want to wear to something because that's That's just like funny easier and so then I just sit there and shake my head and Mm -hmm. nod along and I'm like interesting interesting and he doesn't notice and so I'm doing what Ezra's doing yes but and I've fully left the room. Like yeah. I'm in another place. <laughs> and now he's just told you that you're moving back to Richmond and you're just like, so jeans <gasps> I, would, I, I think I, I click into that story, I feel like. But yes, most of them are like, okay, I don't know Todd from accounting. I'm sorry, uh-huh. what? Okay, so here's the other thing that made me nervous. Um, so now we're diagnosed. We have our diagnosis. Yep. So now we're talking drugs. I don't need drugs because I don't have a real job. Sorry, that's off. So we X that off right away. I'm like, no, I want, I'm, I'm, but here I said to her, I said, I have a strong family history of addiction. Um, I don't like to play around with things. I don't want to take anything I'm going to be addicted to. So we all think of like the naughty quote unquote, naughty, I always call we call them. Yeah. Naughty Adderall or remember Ritalin was the big Mm -hmm. guy, which if that is what your brain needs, that is what your brain needs. I was terrified of going on something with any addictive properties. And so luckily there's a new drug called Stratera, which I will look up the um, generic name. I want to say it's like amoxetine. I think that's right. ADHD brain just remembered my generic (laughs) version of my drug. And so it is non-stimulant and it is an ADHD medication and it is a delight. Side effects are, I think like sleep disturbances. I was really tired for like the first couple of weeks. I took it like at two o'clock every day, but I was also post COVID at that point. And Mm. so she was like, ah, we can't tell if, I mean, it's not an uncommon side effect, but could also be the COVID. And then so really tired. And then um, disinterest in food, I'm still struggling with a little bit. I'm eating a normal amount, but food doesn't sound as good to me. Also could be mm-hmm. post-COVID. And so yeah. you're supposed to get your, you're only supposed to lose your appetite for like two weeks on this one, which I know a lot of people are like, yay, Adderall will make me skinny. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. going for that. I wanted to just make sure I was being very safe. So you're supposed to have some appetite disruptions and some tiredness for the first couple of weeks. Obviously you can look up your own side effects on the Google, but I was really thrilled, which I had no idea that there was, I was terrified to ever get tested because I didn't want to go on a stimulant because I just felt like it wasn't a good fit. And so there are non-stimulant versions. It's not as controlled controlled. It's a little bit easier. Like I can, I ordered it while I was in Florida, which, um, a lot of my drugs, like I can't just pass my Xanax from state to state. It's a way more controlled substance. And so this Stratera is a less controlled substance, which is nice. So I ran out in Florida and was able to order it there. Luckily, I really like it. I'm only a month in. So we, uh, as we all know, like I'm on the like honeymoon phase of like, yeah, I have a new drug that's working. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have to change it 20 times. I'm very diligent about this stuff. 
I mean, going forward, I will keep working with my therapist who also has specialties working with diagnosing adults and children with ADHD. And then I have to, the, the other thing you have to buy into here is you have to meet with your psychiatrist kind of a lot. Whenever you're on new medications, they want to manage you really well. And so that is a um, financial thing you have to be aware of. And I feel fortunate um, you have to meet. I meet with her every two to four weeks right now, just because I was so tired at the beginning that I was like, I can't be this tired all the time. And then she's like, I think it's COVID. Yeah. And then I was better. And then I think we meet in a month now and then I'll have to meet with her, I think every month to get refills. I'm not really sure I'm so new, but the difference it has made in my life. What I've really noticed is the difference in my mood, my behavior. The one thing that I will say, and okay, so TMI, if you're like a family member or relative listening, please pause. I'm going to give you like three, two, one to like skip over the next 15 seconds. Um, It takes me a little bit longer to orgasm the end, (laughs) (laughs) but it's getting better. But my sex drive is way up, which is also interesting. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that my brain was always so busy and chaotic before that. I was like, Oh, the last thing I can handle is like slowing down and doing something for 15 minutes. But I am curious about the sexual side effect of, and it still happens. And that's a question I have because if you're on an antidepressant, that usually takes it away. So does this one, that would be interesting if that's a side effect, like it ups that. So it kind of balances it out. I'm going to have to find out because I haven't researched it enough, but it takes a lot longer to reach there, but it still happens and it still is good, which is is always a concern of mine when taking a medication. Well, yeah. And that's with any. Yes. But I am curious why the drive is up, but the, um, yeah. Length of time is. It could just be all of those mixing in your body. Working together. Yeah. I mean, it's still happening. So I don't think that there's like major sexual side effects, but Mm -hmm. I'm interested to read more about it. So I have a question about your medication. I don't know a ton about medications, but I do know some friends that say, they have to take it at the same time each day. And I don't remember what the time frame is like prior to when they start their productivity for the day. And then it wears off at a certain time each night. Or is yours one that's just like stays in your bloodstream? I don't even know that because okay. I haven't had enough time to pay attention to it. Um, I definitely have no when I've forgotten to take it. And so okay. I don't know if I've Marco Polo, I've Marco Polo a couple of our girlfriends and been like, oh shit, I forgot to take my ADHD medicine. I forgot to take it before I went to the eye doctor the other day. And I was like, so did you take oh, it then when you got home? Yes. Could you sleep that night? Interesting. I wonder if that was the night I couldn't sleep. There was a night this week I could not sleep. And Josh was like, what? The f-? I'm going to have to yeah. look at it because it's not stimulant. So I shouldn't affect it. I don't know. I have a friend who her son is newly on medication and he has to take it before school and I can't remember how many hours it lasts for and one day and she's a teacher as well and so she's at school with her kid and she realized she forgot to give it to him so she gave it to him later and then he couldn't sleep that night and he was up until like I think she said like midnight or one and she was like I'll never make that mistake again like I'll just have to say like we'll take it tomorrow because yeah now he's like on lack of sleep so (gasps) God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Kids are a whole different animal. And I know, I definitely know that the number one thing that I noticed provided it wasn't COVID, which I don't think all of that could have been COVID was the sleep was weird. I need less hours of sleep and can wake up more refreshed. Now I've noticed 
like I don't feel like dead in the morning. And so I'm wondering if like my ADHD was intruding into my sleep. Yeah. Um, so mine must work long. I don't know, but like my sleep quality is dramatically improved for sure. And the amount of hours of sleep I need and those like afternoon naps once the COVID part was over have really diminished. And I think it was, I was getting so tired in the afternoon because my brain was firing so hard all morning and then it would just like collapse because I was doing homeschool and then we'd work out and then we'd do everything. And by two o'clock, I was just like, done. I can't. And so I just have a much more stable energy base throughout the day and a much more stable mood throughout the day, which is fucking what I wanted from anxiety and depression medicine my whole life. And now I'm finally getting it. Are your siblings diagnosed or anything? Uh, so they aren't. They could be tested. This would probably be a precursor. And it'll be something that I watch for in my own kids too, which is mm-hmm. a big part of it. Like I always am a proponent of testing things so that you have a, other people. But I think that it is something that I'll watch for more in my own kids because yeah. of my diagnosis. And so that's why I always say like, get tested and then tell the people around you. Like mm-hmm. how many times have we talked about on this podcast? Like, oh, so-and-so's aunt, uncle, Joe, everybody had this thing and never told anyone. Right. And now these people are like shocked by the mm-hmm. fact that they're the, they think they're the first one in the family and it's been going on for generations. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is our pediatrician told us that a lot of the times, since it is something that travels along family lines, a medication that works for one family member usually works for the whole family. And it's something no with, way. I'll have to ask Brandon a little more. There's something kind of to it, like with your genetics. And so she was makes asking total us, sense. yeah, so we have, we do have a family history of it. And so she wants us to have the names of the medications that have worked and haven't worked on hand, just in case we ever decide that route. And she said, it's not a hundred percent foolproof. But that's a great starting off point because great, yeah. yeah, the ADHD medication list is extensive. And See, I didn't even know that. I always just thought it was Ritalin or Adderall. And so she said a lot of the times, even if it's like more extended family, it will work further down so, the line. It makes, I mean, it makes sense if like, it's a, it's a genetic thing. Like it makes sense yeah. that certain drugs are better for it. And she is, our pediatrician is very intelligent and the way she described it was so beautiful, but I could never like replicate it, but yeah. do it, try yeah. it, try it. <laughs> and my husband loves genetics. And so they were just like chatting about it and it was, it was oh cool. Gosh. So yeah. And, and she was like resident doctor. Yeah. And so she said, if there's a family history, that's always their starting point with that type of medication. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was just like, I don't want stimulants. I don't want yeah. stimulants. And she was like, well, there are other options. And I was like, there is. I don't know. I feel like they don't use stimulants as much as they used to, but I didn't want to research it at all because I didn't want to accidentally research like what the questions were. Cause I wanted oh. to have a very straightforward diagnosis. And sometimes I'll be like, Hey, 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 cheat, cheat. Let's see what they're going to ask <laughs> me. And then yeah. I'll like, be like, well, how would I answer it? Like, I wanted her to just ask me straight out. And she was like, how often do you lose your glasses or your phone? And I was like, literally it's a family joke. How oh, I yeah. like, it was and there was all these questions that like I hadn't really put any thought into, but she was like, how often do you this? How often do you that? And I was like, oh shit, like literally hundreds of times a day. I have, I lo- normally lose my phone. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. I just am not thinking of it now. Like normally I lose my phone probably 20 times a day. I don't, I lose it maybe once a day now. That's like, not normal. My family jokes that I lose my phone. 99% Welcome. of the day. It was always our joke too, that I had to have my watch because otherwise I can't find my phone because it pages my phone. And so when my watch yeah. broke, 
they were like, well, how will you find your phone? And I was like, I'm fine. I have ADHD medicine now. I'll be fine. See, our like, Alexa is hooked up to my phone because I lose it so much. See? Yes. And, and before I, I had like, back. yeah, before I had the keyless, is that what they're called? The keyless keys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So now they Pops. always just stay in my car. Um, yes. Before that, I mean, I had car keys. Oh my God. I keys. still have not found. Keys are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the world is just changing to create an ADHD comfortable atmosphere because like keys were the end of my life. I had to wear it on a lanyard around my neck in college and like never take it off. Yeah, so I went out and it wasn't like because I was drinking, but I went out and my roommates were going home and they knew that I always lost my keys. So they made me a lanyard with the key and they were like, so that you don't wake us up. So you don't wake us up where this is uh-huh. definitely like my roommates wouldn't even lock the door because there was no yep. chance that I was going to get in with any oh, yeah. form of like self self-responsibility. Like that is there so was funny. just, it is. And I, I, I mean, I'm not saying like everyone go get tested for oh, ADHD, yeah. but like read up on it, read what it means to be a 40 year old with it. Watch. Honestly, mm-hmm. I learned a lot TikTok where there's like some like neurodivergent ADHD corners of TikTok where they talk about it not all of it's going to apply to you. So if one thing doesn't apply to you, like Jenna said, there's such a wide spectrum of ADHD, yeah. like any neurodivergent thing, it's, it's got a spectrum. Um, I'm also going to say that you've never aged yourself and you've been referring to yourself as a 40 year old, this whole episode. And I'm like, you're welcome. This woman? Cause I fuck, I fucking gave up. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Ah, no, that's, I know. I was so mad when the, we talked about this at a previous episode when the eye doctor was like this, this usually affects women over 40. And I was like, well, I'm 37. And you he got was like, round up now close enough. How? Yep. <laughs> he I'm sure how, he said those I, exact words <laughs> close enough. How he's like the best, uh, cornea specialist in the state of Illinois. And he's like close enough. How? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I heard in my Super head. So, yeah, and course. that's how I keep, that's how I told it to Josh. And that's how I'll tell it to everyone because yeah. ADHD people love embellishing a story. And that is what I am known for. So. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks for informing us. And like we said, we'll do a kid one or do you have anything else? If you have questions, I'm happy to answer, but like, I'm also not an expert because I'm brand new. Um, go on psychology today and book an appointment with a psychiatrist. Cause kids, you can go to your pe- their pediatrician. Mm-hmm. So it's pediatricians just are just so much more all encompassing also. Yeah. And like, they are trained in this, I think where okay. adults, 40 year olds coming That's up true. with the ADHD is kind of a new thing, but psychology today is on zoom. I did mine on zoom like two days later, I started the process. And so it didn't feel like a long waiting period. And if you don't have it and you still feel chaotic, like your medication might need to be adjusted of your anxiety or your depression. Mm-hmm. Um, or there I could be knew- something else. Um, yes. What just else? a quick like- note. My son is being tested for, we're trying to figure out exactly what, and dyslexia is something that we're kind of and when I say dyslexia, I mean all that it could encompass. Like yes. I know there's one specifically with numbers, um, the reading, and they've mentioned that kids or people with other learning differences could actually be misdiagnosed as having ADHD because of how their brain is trying to process and work things through. So just because you get a no to this doesn't mean there might not be something else going on. And so keep investigating and looking keep into Keep investigating it. and keep an open mind and don't give away the clues is always my thing. Like 
make them dig like your pediatrician or whoever is testing Ezra is really good at digging and yeah. like digging out the finer things and, and sometimes like, unfortunately if especially as an adult you have to do that for yourself I mean we know Google's not foolproof but a lot of times you can find like yeah. chat boards and blogs and people who have gone through similar things oh, and that's it just true. takes I didn't even think about yeah, that it just that's takes brilliant. the right the right keywords and so yeah. just keep searching and keep looking and hopefully you'll find your answers. That's so. a really good point too. Cause I'm like, not really on Facebook, but there is support boards for everything mm-hmm. on Facebook. And so I just use, get my health advice from TikTok, like the um, <laughs> young hipster that I am, you are. Um, but I, I can't fuck with Facebook. It makes me just chaotic, but I think Jenna's right. Like as an adult, you do have to advocate for yourself where kids are more, you're advocating for mm-hmm. your kids, but their doctors are a little bit more onto this right. than a 40 year old. I'm so lucky Virginia came on I went to art therapy my art therapist happens to specialize in this like I got really Mm -hmm. really 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 lucky but it's always been something in the back of my mind but I was just too scared to follow through and so I just wanted to dispel kind of all those myths right there and also go back and listen to Virginia's episode if you haven't go back and listen to the PMDD episode if you are new here Mm -hmm. it might change your life because they They have changed ours or anxiety and depression. We got those too. Oh, and then we're going to do some, we got some grief stuff coming up. We got kids, mm-hmm. ADHD, we got all the good stuff coming up. So um, messages, topics. Oh, also we're going to put this up on the Instagram, on the gram. Send us in your dating horror stories. Cause we have had some requests to share like some of our worst dating stories. And we want to pepper in your guys's too. Cause honestly, your guys's are so much better than ours. Like you, the stories you guys send are incredibly amazing. And we'll keep you just write anonymous at the top. We'll keep you anonymous. We'll give you a fake Unless name. Unless you want your name. I'm cool with it. Unless you wanted to say your name. Yeah. Cause Jenna and I clearly would be like, say my social security number also, uh-huh. please. So people can know it's me. And my address for fan mail. <laughs> imagine like if we had filters how hard this podcast would be i'm like here's my current um ob report here it is if you i have go read into my, my web chart my social security on here with your husband and i was like oh um, please edit that out because he was trying to do some paperwork and i literally yes. said my social security number oh on here. my god we've said it all in here like yep. what do you want to talk like i'll give it yep. to you we don't care um yep. so if you have topics you want us to talk about let us know i hope this was helpful to one person even if no one gets tested or thinks they have adhd i just want you to know like my biggest takeaway from this is my whole life i felt like no medication was ever gonna work for me and that's because i was treating just anxiety and depression so no medication was ever going to fix me because I wasn't treating the whole problem and this is the first time in my life and I know I'm new and I'm in the honeymoon phase but this is the first time in my life that I feel correctly medicated and it is such a fucking I don't want to say a blessing because I don't want to imply that like blessed and unblessed I was reading a grief book last night that was like don't say people are blessed and unblessed but it is such a great feeling to feel correctly medicated for once at yeah almost 40 years old I mean you helped me I'm gonna research it too because oh I bet you'll have some. Got some surprise it surprise sorry Jenna because <laughs> like Did I said I just blame everything checks. right I just blame everything on anxiety so that's the I know that's what we've been conditioned you. to do because we've had anxiety for our whole, we've been told we just have anxiety our whole lives because that was the comfy um mm-hmm. disclaimer in 20 the 2010s 
And now we're realizing there's a lot of layers and facets to it. And I don't, I would have never really fully gone through with this had my therapist not been like, you should probably get tested. Cause I knew it in the back of my mind for the last 18 months, but she was like, girl, get you tested (laughs) real quick. Our pediatrician asked if we had a family history and I was like, not diagnosed. And she was like, so who do you think? And I was like, oh, my mom. And then my husband and like, of course I didn't like blame myself. I was like, no, it's all God, no, all you don't them. talk about it. No, it's all them. It's their bad genes. <laughs> Ew, no, it's not me. It's definitely straight down you. <laughs> You're the lightning rod of the. <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> okay. So that being said, and this couldn't be more relevant to the end of this topic. Don't forget to call your therapist and take your meds. 